0: Welcome to Two Baptists and That almost Chick, a podcast brought to you by the Butter Churn Girls. I'm Leslie. And I'm Bethany. And I'm Berlin. Join us for candid conversations
1: about organized religion, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how we broke free from it while holding on to our faith in God. In these candid conversations, you can expect to laugh, to relate, occasionally cry, and definitely hear a few cuss words. Be sure to subscribe to the
2: podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And follow at the Butter Churn Girls on all socials. Now, for this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to our first bonus episode of Two Baptists and That Amish Chick. Today we are going to cover Ginger Duggar Volo. I think did that say your
1: last right? Know. I think that's how you say it. I was yeah. like,
2: <laughs> panic just came over me. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if I said
0: it right.
1: But
2: we are here to make
1: for
0: us. I hope so. <laughs> um,
2: but we're here to talk about her new book, Becoming Free Indeed. This is an amazing story. If you know anything about the Duggars and their show 19 Kids and Counting, all the documentaries on TLC, all the things. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. maybe you know a little bit of their story. Um I think to some degree, like I've related to some of the stuff they believed in others. I was like, whoa, you know, just kind of like, I didn't have context for it, but actually hearing the background of it and her story has been absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And hearing her tell her story of, um, her word, her chosen word is disentangling. And that's what we have actually been calling deconstruction. And she actually goes into the definition of why she doesn't call it deconstruction. but our word for deconstruction and her word disentangling are the same. Yeah. Like it's
1: very similar. And our, so I do want to give her definition. what yeah. were you gonna say? I was going to say our definition for deconstruction, because a lot of people have different definitions for the same word. And sometimes you don't realize it until you hear somebody's definition. You're like, Oh no, that's not how I mean it. Or, Oh yeah, that's exactly how I mean it. And so yeah. that was really cool. Yeah.
2: yes. Yeah, so I love this quote. So I'm going to actually read this from her book. Um, I'm not deconstructing my faith. Deconstruction is a popular word in Christian circles today. It represents a movement of young people who grew up in Christian homes, but in adulthood have decided much, if not all of what they were taught as children is not for them. They have abandoned their religious beliefs. They tore them down and never rebuilt any kind of faith. Perhaps the most famous example is Joshua Harris. Now he's the author of I Kissed Dating Goodbye. And she kind of does some comparisons. I read that book like
0: five times, guys. I felt so ashamed when I heard her talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) In you. <laughs> but
2: then she goes further and said, instead of deconstruction, my faith journey is one of disentanglement. I've come to understand that in the Christian Christianity of my childhood, elements of the gospel of Jesus Christ were tangled up with false teaching. Mm. I spent eight years untangling my faith, separating truth from error. And I think that is such a beautiful description. Yeah. I love that. And I was like, that right there, that yeah. adds such good language to what I've been trying to verbalize. I'm yeah. like, I don't like deconstruction was like the thing that fit the best. Right. right? right. And so we kind of even took, Hey, we're deconstructing, but we're reconstructing something as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I love that because I think that was just such the perfect little example mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. perfect definition mm-hmm. of what it actually means to pull out the truth, pull the relationship and leave
1: the rest like yeah leave the rest mm-hmm. to the side that's yeah. so good yeah it's it's like it's so and I I was telling them this morning before we started recording I was like you know it's it's crazy to me how much her journey reminds me of my own of things that I was taught in the Amish culture I'm like we were taught a lot of the same things, but in different ways and Mm -hmm. to different degrees of like strictness or, you know, you got to follow, you know, strictness and conformity. And then you guys are like, well, yeah, the Baptists are the same way.
0: Yeah. Like I resonated with that a lot
1: because it's the same thing,
0: but it's different levels. Right. Mm -hmm. Like she talks about in the book, like she tells a story about how, you know, if someone, if a girl goes to wearing pants and then she ended up like she went on this journey where she ended up pregnant and a single mom, right? It was the same thing, but it was like, we could wear pants, but like, it was like, watch if your skirt gets like above your knee, watch out. Like, it was just mm-hmm. like, we were just like a little bit more like, not conservative. It was it like, liberal? I guess mm-hmm. would be the word that they would use and stuff. So like, I resonate with that a lot too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Bill Gothard, is that his name? Bill's mm-hmm. first name? Bill Gothard is like the founder of like, of this this faith that they had um I don't even know what the name of it was really like was it it's the
2: Institute of Basic Life Principles so IBLP yeah is what she was calling it and Mm -hmm. referring to it in the in the book yeah yeah Yeah. and you've got it pulled up here because I do I pulled up their website because I was just really curious (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um and Ginger actually goes really in depth on it's basically these seven principles that are the basic life principles that like every Christian needs according to Bill Gothard, in
0: order to be a good Christian and have like mm-hmm. your highest level of life basically in, or, in order for
1: God to actually be pleased with you yes. you've got to follow these seven um mm-hmm. principles now I don't know how much you want me to
2: go in do you want me to just do the like what each yeah one of the ones are called
1: yeah I think okay
2: so, so there's design authority responsibility suffering ownership freedom and success mm-hmm. now that I read those out in order just that I'm like well what a roller coaster right yeah there's design yeah. and authority, like, Hey, we're looking good. Then responsibility kind of levels out.
1: And then suffering is like a yeah. plummet.
2: <laughs> well then freedom,
1: authority, authority, <laughs> isn't you, authority how he defined authority right. isn't is even, not the same. It's not the same that you're thinking authority is right. Exactly. Because that was the one principle that I actually was like, I want to, I want to talk about this because he talked about how there's authority. I have notes on my phone because okay, said, so, wanna... do you want me to read what his website says about authority. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was just, I
2: was blown away by that. Yeah. So God assigns various responsibilities to parents, church leaders, government officials, and other authorities. As we learn to acknowledge and honor these authorities, we can see God work through them to provide direction and protection in our lives. Honoring our authorities brings inward peace. (laughs) So
1: when i heard it just made my skin crawl because this is what i was taught also in the amish culture it was never seven principles but it but it's so interesting to me that he taught that the umbrella of authority mm. was the absolute mm. it was the highest one of all of these seven principles and it was the one that like is the most important how interesting that he made that the most important do you think there's a correlation between that and then being able to tell people exactly what to do? <laughs> the because fact you're that, supposed to listen to your authority. Yeah, the like, fact he's top top dog and gets to yeah, do that. Yeah, the interesting. Fact, <laughs> the fact that he says that the authority principle is the highest, and if you don't do it, you step out of an umbrella of a protection, and then the devil can just rain down all kinds of awful things on you. You know, if things go wrong in your life, if you've, you know, if, if accidents happen, if a family, it's because you're out of the umbrella of your authority, like, where did you mess up? You better get under your authority again. And I'm like, way to condition people. That's such a, that is such a brilliant plan to condition people to be scared out of their minds, to leave any kind of authority or question it, or, or even think for themselves so that you can tell mm-hmm. them exactly how they need to live their lives and what they need to do in order to have a life that god will actually listen to them i was like that is that is a very good very brilliant way to form a following in a cult and like mm-hmm. a you know make sure that people do what you tell them to because she she even mentions that at the very the very end of the book where she's like
0: like saying that he actually had something on his website that he put out that was like here's the ways that you can like young people can end up in a cult and then she was like wait a minute that's what you did with me like that's what mm-hmm. you did with us that's how it was like I I like I just have to honor the fact that she how freaking bold she was at this book. Yeah. like yeah we're already in deep talking about like the topics in it but I'm like I had honored how bold she was and the things she said because there's like reading it, I did not expect her to call people out straight up like that. I didn't you expect know. her to be like, here's what's wrong. Yeah. Here's what happened. Some of the things she talked about, I did not expect her to just straight up call out. And I'm like, I was like, I'm proud of her. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of her. Like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. especially considering, like, this isn't just a random book by a random person. Like, it's a New York Times bestseller it's now. She's yeah. been in the spotlight for a long time. Right. Yeah. And like, she knew a lot of people were going to read it. This is not like, if someone just up and wrote their story and like hoped people read it,
1: like she yeah. knew a lot of people were going to read it right off the bat. Yeah. And so to- and she even talks about that in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, if I write this book, you know, she had those thoughts of like, will people reject me? Will I ever be able to be in a community of people who they like, will my relationships change? Mm-hmm. Because people have loved and accepted me up until now. And, and she even had those concerns change.
2: about her family. Like, yeah. what will they think? Because yeah. not all of them have started disentangling Mm -hmm. the Bill Gothard ideas Mm -hmm. and principles from their beliefs
1: yeah 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 I I resonate so much with her because I'm like I feel your pain like I did I did a similar thing you know of like leaving my family and leaving all those things and knowing that if I make this choice there's probably going to be repercussions from the people that I thought loved me Mm -hmm. or you know I know love me or or I thought were my friends and I don't know if we're going to be friends anymore like just those those that battle in your mind of like, it's a big decision, you know, I think, I think if there's so
0: much bravery behind it too. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about that. It's like, you're going to be okay. Cause there's even people that are like, I have this one belief that's slightly different than my parents or my family members. Mm -hmm. And people are like, I'm scared to even just mention that one thing. Mm -hmm. And, but like, there's Mm -hmm. so much freedom that comes from it. There's so much freedom behind. Yeah. Like disentangling right of going through those things
1: and breaking them down yeah absolutely what is something you guys had from the book that like
2: oh let me scroll through my notes (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's really funny that the title of the book actually comes from like a website about her family Uh um called free ginger it was something that started towards the beginning of their time on tlc and um
0: basically this book was prophesied for her I that's
2: exactly what I wrote down. I said, I love that the ginger is free indeed t-shirt that she got Uh was literally prophecy for what happened. Mm -hmm, I -hmm. said, I love that. And I was like, Yeah. And I almost wonder, I'm like, do those people even believe in like the prophet? Right, in in prophecy. Like like, and probably not how we believe it, right? (laughs) Like I
1: just thought that was so funny. I was like, I they prophesied that. Yeah. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. I think it's I I thought the same thing when I was listening to it. I was like, oh my goodness, her book was being like prophesied to her before she even or her journey you know Mm -hmm. before she even um got to it so yeah so i I thought that was funny that was a
2: little yeah that's awesome
0: that's so awesome i loved how she dove into um she talked about judgment and how she found herself I don't know if she used the exact words, but she basically kind of gave an explanation of like, she realized how judgmental she'd been. Cause that's something I've realized about myself. I look back, you know, guys, Facebook memories tells you oh. what a crappy person you were. <laughs> <In your laughs> it so it's true. horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I go it all the person. time. I'm like, I always hope that every year I go through my memories and go, oh gross. I'm glad I've grown. Like if I look back from 10 years from, from now and go, it's still true. I'm like, probably need to look at growing a little bit more, Berlin. Right. Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but like I I found that so true too. Cause I'm like, I look back and I'm like, I was a judgmental jerk and it was all out of quote unquote love, right? I'm gonna mm-hmm. love you. And I'm like, and that wasn't love. If it yeah. I, I have this like thing for my life where I say like, if it doesn't feel like love, it's not love.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause
0: even, even calling someone out, even calling someone, if, if you're calling someone out out of love, it's going to feel like calling someone up because right. i know that happens out, yeah. yeah that happens a lot in the in the Who they are in what the Christian realm yeah, yeah about, i was gonna say like
1: clarify <clears throat> yeah. what you mean by calling up because some mm-hmm. people might not know like what's calling out versus calling out. yeah i
0: mean like if someone's uh, you know a lot of people use the scripture in the bible that talks about like bringing you know basically coming together and if someone's doing something wrong approach them mm-hmm. right talk to them about it it's not coming in hey we've been noticed that you've been sinning and you've been doing this thing and we think it's wrong it's hey um I really believe that there's like this greatness I see in you. And I believe that you can do this. Like, what's a good analogy for this to make it sound better. So I was like, it's not like an intervention. Yeah. Right.
2: It's not sitting here going, Hey, all these problems you have, Mm -hmm. like needs to change. That's calling. out. Hey, Bethany, you're great. Like you're like, this is who God created you to be. These are the great things that are already in you. Yeah. And when they can see the greatness that's in them without having to like fill
0: a void, Mm -hmm. right? Like they shift from it. Yeah.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the example of, you know, if, if, um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen people do this with their kids where like their kid will tell a lie or they'll, um, you know, hit another child and just for like really had no reason to do it. And it was just being mean, you know, and, um, or acting mean, not being mean, acting. Yeah, mean. True. And so like, you know, the parent goes up to the child and is like, Hey, um, you know, like, why did you do that? That's not who you are. Do you remember who you are? You're really kind. And you're always, you always look out for the other, you know, like even telling them who they are, like if they're your child, the child is always looking out for the underdog, always rooting for the people, you know, reminding them, Hey, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, what made you act out of character? Cause that's not who you are. And I don't know, I don't understand, like, help me understand why you did that. It makes the child like, Oh yeah, that isn't who I am. Well, dang, like what made me act, you know? And it makes, it make it pulls that child up instead mm-hmm. of having them be like, Oh wow, I'm a piece of shit. And I acted, mm-hmm. you know. it's like hey you're not being who you were made to we're not focusing on the action we're focusing on restoring who you are Mm -hmm. and the being of who you are and your actions will follow that they were just out of being for a minute you know like they just they defaulted or not defaulted they like lost sight of who they were and so they started acting out of character and so Mm -hmm.
0: i like that analogy
1: for like calling up or
0: yeah Yeah, yes that's a good analogy that you talking about that being too, i had actually put in my notes because you're we're, talk, we're talking about the being of who we are, but I loved how at the end of the book, um, she was talking about her daughter, like being like, does God see everything I do? Like, okay. like, and it seemed like nervousness of like, like, does he see the good things and the bad things? And she talked about how she in that moment, like had, had a little bit of an internal freak out of like, Oh no, is my daughter like I don't want her to have the fears of God like I did. And so she, she said something about wanting, wanting them to know, um, I'm trying to see my notes. She said, if they are going to live, um, with more faith than fear, they need to have the right view of God. Mm -hmm. I want them to learn who he is and why they should trust him. She didn't say, I want them to know what the Bible says they should do or what Mm -hmm. the Bible says. She said, I want them to know who God is who his nature is, who his being is, how he is in his heart. And so I love like to see that shift from what she explained in the way she was raised go into like, like in the final moments of the book where she's like, no, like the whole point is who, like, what is the heart of God? What is the nature of God? It's not about any, like, yes, the script, the scripture has value, but it's about the heart of God
2: mm-hmm. and
0: what his actual nature is and how he feels about us and um like that he is loving he is kind he is Mm -hmm. we've said this in previous podcasts like god's safe god's a safe person um (laughs) yeah and so that being peace like and that shows that like we are made in god's image that's the Mm -hmm. whole thing right when you're calling people up when you're looking at god from from a place of like who he is and like what his nature is not from this list of rules that have been put in there that were either not made for people generations, generations generations away past right um or have even at times may have even been twisted. Like if, when you look at those things, it co- completely changes how your face functions.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, and it makes you realize that you might've never had face in the first place. That's true. Mm-hmm. You might've just had a relationship or a a relationship with rules or a, like an agreement with mm-hmm. this set of rules. Like, okay, I'll do this. And then in return, I'll get this very transactional. I mean, she talks about she it. She talks about that. Yeah. Like she was, she, she had a transactional it was a transaction. It was never real with God. It was never really a relationship because um what she was taught was like if you don't do these things, you are going to have it was taught like you're gonna let, you know, the, the devil's gonna get a hold of you and you're gonna, you know, have all these tragedies happen, which is so interesting because at that core, it it the core of that belief is for me shows that you don't believe that God is actually as powerful as you say he is. Mm-hmm. If you think that the devil can take you away from God, who, how big is your God anyway? And where does free will come in that? Because we get to choose who has authority in our life. Like God gave us free will. He gave us the ability to choose what we want. And so um it's not up to God or the devil. It's up to us really, mm-hmm. like to choose what we, who we want to partner with, whether we do it consciously or subconsciously, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm we have beliefs about how big God is and how big the devil is. And in that scenario, I was like, you're telling me that your God is a pretty little God. First of all, like True. Gothard's teaching. I'm not talking yeah. about ginger. Like, right. And then, and then the fact that you're not mm-hmm. even letting people know that dignifying them with that, you know, you have a free choice. You get to pick who you partner with in mm-hmm. your life. Like those in the core of that belief shows a, a defect in those two mm-hmm beliefs and and not having them there there's like a lack of free will and a lack of like god's actions big as you say he is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that ties into
0: um the the note i made that we're talking about beforehand before we started recording about generational curses because she talked about that in there yeah and that was interesting because when i was i was listening to the audiobook my husband and i had just been talking about that like a few days prior about how It does do that. It takes away your free will and it takes away your Mm self-control of thinking, oh my gosh, if I listen to rock music, I'm going to end up in sex, drugs, and rock and roll. (laughs) If I drink alcohol, like I'm going to end up an alcoholic. And like, these are things I've actually processed. Like I come from both sides of my family have had many, many alcoholics, right? Many, Mm -hmm. many, many. Um, And so like, those are things I've processed and thought about for myself in the past, right? Is like that idea of generational curses and stuff, but it's interesting. I'm like, even when we go back to that scripture, it's not, it's, it's talking about the opportunity. You have to break things away, the yeah. opportunity you have to be the person who makes the change going forward for future generations. It's not about, Hey, you might get stuck in this bondage because your family had this struggle. It's, mm-hmm. Hey, you get to be the person to break it off if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't and have to, but you can't, it doesn't even, even if you decide, <clears throat> don't decide to be the person to break it off. It doesn't even mean that you're going to be stuck in it. It's not like yeah. decide to be the breaker or be the one in this, this curse per se. Mm-hmm. Um, It's like, you just get, it's an opportunity that God's like, yeah, you get to do this. Do you want to do it? Like it's up yes. to you. If not, we'll do it the next generation, but it's up to you. Do you want to do it? And so like that self-control piece coming in and that having free will, like it ties into that piece that I had highlighted. Yeah. In my notes.
2: Yeah. Nothing is not ever offered just once. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that, that choice of freedom for you and your family, like that's always on the table. God's not going to go, do you want it Oh, too late? You know, like God's not like I think the set of rules makes God petty and a man powerful and yeah. it's that's good so, <laughs> like God isn't petty he's not going to dangle a carrot mm-hmm. like manipulation he's not going to do that yeah but when you hear one teacher who receives a word from the Lord and is the only one that can interpret it and interpret the that's scriptures that's first sign that it's mm-hmm,
1: not healthy
2: get out <laughs> yeah like when you have that and you're just dependent, your relationship with God is dependent on one man, hearing something and telling you how and what to do. Like you're in a pickle, my friend, like,
0: <laughs> or, or even if it's a group of them, cause like yes. so the way I was right, like the way I grew up is like, you had a group of, you have like a couple pastors, but then you also have like the deacons and stuff. And they were like mm-hmm. all the ones who got together. Even mm-hmm. if it's a group of like people, you should be able to go to a five-year-old and be like, Hey, you probably have a truth about God that I might've missed that you might've figured out. Cause yeah, that shows the little children, some things that the adults aren't willing to like open up their imaginations. To they're their too stuck to in you. their ways. Yeah. To hear
1: it. <laughs> yeah. You've have you ever seen that, um, show on Netflix, lock and key? Yes. So, you know, how, yes. the, how the adults lose their ability to see magic when they reach 18 and above, like, it's like, as they become adults, they become less and less sensitive to the supernatural. When I saw that, when, when they were talking about that on the show, I was like, oh my gosh, if that isn't a clear description of how we get trained out of our natural um, ability to see the supernatural, to engage with God, to like, be more supernatural than natural. Cause that's how God made us. He made us in his image. Like mm-hmm. we're made to be a spirit first being right. Living from our spirit first. And like how many of us get trained out of that. And by the time we're an adult, we've so dull, we've been so dulled to what was first, what had mm-hmm. become first nature has now become second nature. And it like, was at, it's like completely flipped. And I was like, when I saw that show, I was like, huh, that just proves that point yes. of like, mm-hmm kids sometimes have a better grasp on who god is than we do because we've we've been trained (laughs) like before the world got a hold of us or or when i say the world i mean like teachings and people and circumstances and like all these things that anything that's not true anything that's not true yeah Yeah. like i'm not talking about a certain kind of people or whatever just things that happen that aren't true anyway and i just i'm like that show is pretty prophetic (laughs) that's awesome i was like now i yeah, you need to go watch, watch it. it. Yeah, you you don't have need to, to watch it. Have to watch it. it. I have awesome.
2: homework now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but one thing I liked that she talked about, she was like, "Life became like deposits and withdrawals I knew exactly what I had to deposit to get the life I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was like a recipe book. I put the right things in, and I will be blessed." How boring! Like yeah. I get it. Like because yeah, yeah. that's and I and I it's so funny. Like part of that is like that's what the Israelites did too. They wanted their set of rules. They Mm -hmm, wanted to know mm -hmm. exactly what to do. What do I do to get back? Like, this isn't just a Bill Gothard thing, right? (laughs) This is actually humans going, hey, like, they're not asking God, hey, what are my rules? The Israelites did. And God was like, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but like, of course, I like rules because it makes it like some things make it simple, Mm -hmm. but God isn't so set in stone, right? Mm Like he's not the golden calf. He's not made of, like, yeah, he's not right. made in stone. He's, he's, I don't want to say God's changing, but like, he doesn't always do things the right or the, the right way, way, the same way. Yeah. We, we think it's the right way, right? We don't, like, he doesn't always do things the same exact way every single time. because of this very reason like he doesn't want it to be a stringent set of rules where we can operate like robots he wants us to operate like humans
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing, like even just when she talked about in the book how like her always having you know this recipe book where you put certain things in out in and you get the result you know what you're going to get out you know um it it actually severely undermined and like thwarted her ability to make decisions for herself yeah and like to think for herself just overall in general like in the book she talks about it and that very thing of when you treat it like okay I I put this in and I get this out I I know exactly Mm -hmm. like the rules it stunts you as a human and a you're you're The God given potential that's in you to be able to make decisions, to use the mind that He put inside of you. Like you have the mind of Christ, you have the Google of heaven inside your head. Like it teaches you to dumb yourself down. You dumb yourself down as a person when you're taught that because you're not, you're never taught to develop that mind inside of you that thinking for yourself ability that you know what I hear God just as well as anybody else does so let me ask him what he's telling me and believe like it it stunts your faith and you become this this um sick Christian and I'm what I mean by sick is like you become an unhealthy like you're sick like there's there's you're not healthy and you you'll never like you'll never reach your potential because God bases everything off of relationship. And so that's why things change. He doesn't change necessarily. We mm-hmm. change in our awareness of who he is. And like, he's so many different, he has so many different aspects and like, we'll never be able to figure him out. So it feels like he's changing because he's just so infinite. Yeah. Like it's just, he's never ending. And so it just feels like he's always changing. Right. When in reality, mm-hmm. we're changing because we're catching up to the fact of what he's always been. And, um, and he does things differently with Leslie and mm-hmm. Berlin than he does with me because we are, all wired individually uniquely differently and he can't talk to me the way he talks to Berlin yeah like he can't talk to me the way he talks to Leslie but he can't talk to them the way he talks to me because I'm different like he made and he made me that way it's not that I like he made me a certain to be communicated to a certain way because we all because he's infinite and vast and so has so many different aspects to him we are those different aspects. Like we represent him, like the whole world represents God because there's literally no one like each other. And it, and it represents that reflection of, he is not just one thing. He's many different aspects in one person being.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say when you were saying that to Like like her, I'm um, quieting herself down is that if we're made in the image of God, I believe like, we're not, we're not all the same, right? Like we aren't yeah. like robots. So we all have an, I feel like we all have an aspect of God mm-hmm. that like, I have an aspect of God. Bethany doesn't have, Bethany mm-hmm. Leslie doesn't have. So when you are quieting down and not speaking up and not giving your opinion and your thoughts on those things, it's a piece of God that's being shut down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So in a way I'm like, Bill Gothard kind of trained all these pieces of God to be shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order to do what he wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, we're like, the earth is craving for those for more of these people to be free. Yeah, and for more more of us us all. I'm not saying that we're even completely free because I know we're all both we're like the three of us are breaking things off mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still unlearning things that we're like that's not quite right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm st- apparently still believing that because I'm still acting out in that way sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like the world, I feel like is yearning for the fullness of all of us to come out and who we are mm-hmm. because that's like scripture even talks about like the world yearning for god Mm -hmm. part of it's us showing up as ourselves showing up with our opinions our thoughts and like oh he's doing it with kindness and stuff but like it is yearning for us to be our full selves
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah completely yeah because we represent him when we show up fully the way he made us yeah it's
0: good Let's see what what you, I, Leslie
1: has well, notes. I was like, I was
2: looking. I was like, there was something else in my notes. um
0: Leslie's notes are so organized, and we we're they jumping are. all over on hers. What's happening? <laughs> I know we're, we're like just <laughs> dancing on your notes. <laughs> it works. She's like up and down, up and down, scrolling. Well, I was like, well, it's
2: flowing in conversation, so that's fine. We're not reading her book. We're just.
0: We're I actually have we're something.
2: About.
1: Go ahead. So the whole um parents' authority is absolute in the book. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Like. To the point that he's Gothard teach this that even to the even to making decisions of who you're going to marry and after you're married, you still have to listen to your parents and your grandparents. Like your grandparents are the authority until they die. They never Gothard taught that they never ever lose their um authority in your life of telling you what to do. Like you always have to make sure, and they get to basically tell their grandchildren what they're like. Parent their grandchildren, parent their great grandchildren. Like, they are the ultimate, like, their parent, the parent, the kids' parents aren't the ultimate authority. Their grandparents are, or their great grandparents, whoever has lived the longest, essentially. And, like, how undermining of a family unit is that? Like, you got married and you and your husband are now a family and you're you're figuring you're still children you're 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 figuring it out and like you're still treated like children you're never actually an adult really like you're never you're never treated Mm -hmm. like that and then like how much does that all I can think of is like that stunts people so much it literally
2: just like chops off their legs so I actually made a note and it actually fits in with this and that goes under the umbrella right it Mm -hmm. is the umbrella of authority um and I feel like it's so like it's the idea of you need a covering who's your covering?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Like I think in a lot of church circles, we hear that, right. Maybe you've heard that before. Like, Hey, well, who's your covering yeah. like to come out and do this podcast. Somebody might like, Hey, who's your covering Holy spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's who yeah. our covering is Yeah. like, don't, we cannot be under somebody's Mm-mm. authority and do what God needs us to do yeah. because we're out from Like, I don't want to say we're out from under God's authority, but we're putting precedence on some person. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of like having a covering, which is limiting Mm -hmm. and keeping us down. Yeah. What would it look like? And we've got a, we've got a friend who actually talks about this. Like, what would it look like if we had a foundation that we can launch from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How vastly different would that look like? And how would that look like in the families? Right. If grandparents are like, Hey, you go, go raise your kids, go do more, go do greater. Like, what would that look like? And parents calling out, Hey, let's figure it out together like let's yeah. learn we don't have to like subject to all these rules mm-hmm. like there's different yeah um there's like fuzz chasing my face I'm sorry <laughs> I, was, like, I don't want to breathe it in and choke um but like what w- how vastly different would the families look like would general like mm-hmm. I just I'm like how vastly different would the world be mm-hmm. and yeah
1: and the church be well and the church never even ta- or the church the bible never even talks about having a covering right so where did that come from like it literally says that everything that that jesus the gifts that jesus gave the church which there's like apostles prophets like all these authority roles are actually it says it's supposed to be a um foundation for everyone else to build on to like those they're supposed to be the servants of everybody where they help everybody else achieve what they're meant to achieve like how can I help you hear God better? How can I help you unlock what you're meant to do? How can I help you like walk through this in your life? Like, it's like a, how can I be a a platform for you to stand on to go mm-hmm. further? Like my ceiling is your floor. And like the only covering that it ever talks about is the Holy spirit. <laughs> like you're covered by the Holy spirit. And that takes the, it, the, I think that, that really, that takes off, that takes away the, um the feeling of like, I have to, I have to like let somebody else run my life away and if somebody tries to do it you'd be like okay that's not healthy that's actually Mm -hmm. not god and not that i'm not i'm i'm absolutely submitting my life to holy spirit and to god and like Mm -hmm. you know i have people in my voice i have i think this is the thing like differentiating between like authority in your life and um um advice not advice but like counsel in your Mm -hmm. life yeah like there's a difference between authority and counsel. I have counsel in my life. I'm not like I don't ever want to like, be without counsel. And
0: counsel, you don't have to follow. It's just like no. input. Yeah, and it's, it's like, someone that will come to you, and be like, "Hey, do you mind if I like can I share my take on this? Like, is that okay? Like, yeah, they're asking it's permission. Like up aspect, right? yeah. yeah, like they're yeah. asking, but like, can I share something on that just to think about? Not. I really think that you should not buy that house like yeah, you don't yeah. like it like right. there's something to think about um, you may want to look at a different house or think about that foundation or think yeah. about like yeah those different things it's ah it's just so handled so differently
1: yeah yeah it's like it, it again ca- because counsel helps you see the blind spots that you don't see in your life because we all have blind spots mm-hmm. and so having those people in your life who are like hey like, have you, have you thought about this? Because I see the potential of this turning out this way. So, and, you know, having those different views, like, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's great. And whereas authority is like, hey, I'm, I'm the person, I'm the being in your life who tells you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is God. Like he, I submit everything to him. Like, hey, you tell me, right? Um, before I do something. And then the people around me We're actually all supposed to be peers. No one is supposed to be above each other. It's true. We're all supposed to just be like, we should be able to go to our pastors as peers, a friend. Yeah. Just like what you would to your best friend. Yeah. Like it's, it's really not supposed to be this hierarchy that we've made it, you know, and it's so evident in Ginger's book too, that she, she experienced the trauma or the really negative side effects of being submitted to like all, you know, authority that has the say in everything, like people. You know, that just tell you how to live. And that life. even
2: went into her marriage. Was that where you were about to no, go? Oh. I
0: was just going to make a comment. I'm like, isn't that the way they describe it of these different layers? Isn't that what we call a pyramid scheme? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> the true pyramid scheme right here like you're someone at the yes. top and then there's mm-hmm. a few, few more people and there's a few more people and then and then everyone at the bottom doesn't really like get a lot are
1: structured of yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and you can't know everything <laughs> that the people at the top do like they're only this the special learning is reserved for those people how wow that just sounds gross <laughs> <laughs> but i do want to talk about
2: like the, the submitting to like the authority and she was even submitting to her husband jeremy and to all with he's like stop it he's (laughs) like yeah and so he finally was like you can have opinions like hey you don't have to just encourage me like i did awful during this game like you can actually you don't have to encourage me you can like he was like the fact that you won yeah
1: like you you beat me i was not good what are you talking about but she like didn't have an opinion
2: on anything Mm -hmm. she what didn't talk about and, and this, this is like, what she shared. Too. Yeah, she shared this. Shares, this, this, this is her, these just, are her words. Yeah. not us. like talking about how, like when it came to the color of curtains, she's like, whatever you think, or what do you want to eat? Where do you want to go for holidays? All these different aspects. It was like, whatever you want. She felt the sole responsibility of the success of her marriage and her husband staying faithful. Let's talk about that. I was like, I do want to touch on that. Cause it's a, yeah. I yeah. like how we all just got really fired up. We're like, yeah, Oh, I'm like, yeah. I, like We're I
0: going into marriage, I uh, had those concepts. And I was, as I was listening to the book, um, I was like listening to some pieces of even this morning. And I'm like, I used to think like that. Like, and I look at like, my husband was not raised, like he was an occasional church goer. Right. So like he wasn't raised, like being indoctrinated in the type of things I was. And even the faith he was in was not like the one I was in. And so I look back at the times where I took responsibility for our marriage and keeping it together. And like, I thought I had it in my mind, the things that I had to do for our marriage to succeed in the way that, you know, the Christian realm or the realm that I that I was in taught it and how much responsibility I took on myself and like it's, it's like so as you as you grow out of that you tend to forget and then mm-hmm. you hear someone explain it and you're like oh my gosh
1: yeah yeah well let that's so that's so good because I think we should tell the people if you haven't read the book yet um the listener what Gothard taught them mm-hmm especially women about marriage i think that will help yeah. everybody understand why she was at the point she was at one well, chapter i this i took note of this
0: because it was chapter eight about 15 minutes in and I, I literally book. just listened to that <laughs> chapter so it's fresh in my mind so she gave this example of hey guys yeah. read the book listen to the book whatever whichever is your yeah. i'm a listener so i listened which is great because she reads it too so it's, it's so cool to hear her voice saying mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. it's such a powerful thing to hear her speaking it out mm-hmm. like it's one thing to write it down but to like speak that out. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, like it, you're shaking the earth, with are <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. But she told this story of like this, you know, pretend story, but it happened over and over again. And the way she explained it, like, this is totally what I expected for my, my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause she talked about like, a, like a man and a woman getting married and I'm going to summarize it, obviously, but getting married and then like, they have to have kids right away, which the the church i was raised in it wasn't about like oh have as many kids is what they didn't have that concept but it's like an understanding you get married within like two years you have a baby like that's just well, how i mean in, in the world in general it's kind of yeah. like that where it's like I'm like i've been married for 12 years and we've decided not to have kids up until this point and like people think we're bizarre there must be something wrong with us because because of that because it's expected in society well then even more in the christian realm a lot of times it's
1: expected so she's just talking about how well, like gothard like so yeah. Th- there was not, you were not allowed to have birth control at all. Mm-hmm. So that yes. was the result. It was of just the equivalent of aborting a
2: baby was his yeah. like, and was, I don't
0: even think it's made it sound like it wasn't even just birth control. It was even like, you must be trying to have a baby at all times. Like, yeah. yeah. And you, women are like, don't to have, even time it off from
1: your ovulation cycle. Like yeah. you need to be trying. Yeah. He said like as many kids as possible, physically possible, even if it puts the woman in danger, if she's physically, if the doctor's like, you should not have any more kids Disregard that you're not supposed to, because women are supposed to have kids. It and does God not matter. Have given you that baby, yeah. If he wasn't like, going to cover, God, God is the one. Oh, God is ultimately There's the person so who decides to give you the baby. So if you decide to not have a baby, you know God is is the person who gave you that baby. And if you die from it, then that was God's will. Like He gave you that baby. Which but is, that is that just a
2: bunch of. Did you it's even awesome. hear the part where like that the blood like the blood falls on the husband's hands? Yes. And that point, I'm like. Yeah, so much. I'm like, no, Gothard, I feel like that's on you, friend. That's, we kind of took your story away. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, we did. Go ahead. Oh, but <laughs> so, I
0: mean, yeah, she like just she was telling about like it, like this was just such a realization to me because I'm like, I realized that like when I first got married, this is how I thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like how you should get married, and then you immediately have kids, and then it's um like have more kids and the big part that stuck out to me is the responsibility of keeping sh- making sure that your kids act perfect. Mm-hmm. Your house is perfect. Mm-hmm. Making sure. Cause that was a part I carried. Like not having kids, but it was my house had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Then for me, like I was allowed to have a job, right? Like I had a business. So like my business, I needed to run perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then it was also this aspect of like, you need to look perfect. And if not, your husband may cheat on you. And then it's going to be your fault.
1: Yeah. And that was your responsibility.
0: That was massive because I saw that happen in my family. I saw a few, like two weeks before I got married, I found out all about all my dad's affairs and stuff. And so like, I watched that perfect looking family completely crumble over this. And of course, whose fault is it? It's always a woman's fault, right? Like, like that's the way it is. And so hearing that story, I was just like, I literally am in my office listening to it and I'm like working and I'm like, oh my gosh. And my husband walked in. He's like, what? I'm like, listen to this. And as he's listening, he's like, what?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I was like, it's like, like, it's two minutes. Listen to it. And he's like, oh like, like the fact that I was existed I'm like I used to think like that he's like you did and I'm like yes like yeah. not a hundred percent right like I, I was allowed to have a job it wasn't about mm-hmm. having as many kids as possible but like the other things the responsibility of like keeping the marriage and making sure your body looked perfect and like having everything perfect together or you may lose your husband and it's going to be your fault mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and that's like you're responsible you. for your husband lusting like that yes. was something that she talked about like that whole story Uh you know like it's on the woman like she can never say no she can never even if she's hormonally out of whack and just having a really hard day she cannot say no because if she says no and her husband goes and cheats on her that's her problem that's her fault because she said no and I I just wanted to throw something through my window when I heard that I was like this is this is so incredibly demeaning to a woman Mm -hmm. and it puts like it takes all of the responsibility off of the off of the man like he has zero responsibility but he has all the authority yeah yeah it's like authority but no responsibility how convenient
2: for you Uh that sounds like
1: a dictatorship you know that's usually how a dictator happens is what they have all the authority but zero responsibility and like it it just infuriated me because it was also like perpetuated that like if even there were stories told like gothard i guess told women who were who were raped or sexually assaulted that it was their fault it was their fault because of things they were things they did like it was instead of making the assaulter the the person who did the wrong making them responsible for their actions it was it the the victim was told how wrong they were how much it was their fault that's a really good recipe for somebody to go just kill themselves
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: like what kind of sick person do you have to be to have that kind of view on life? I'm just, I, I can't fathom that. Like, yeah, but you know, the crazy thing is I used to live in a culture that perpetuated that, Mm -hmm. like, it's crazy how tangled up you can get in those Mm -hmm. (laughs) mindsets and not even realize that what you're believing is so like, way off the track of what the actual truth is and um it yeah Yeah, I think that's what like you know there's a scripture that talks about
0: like there being scales over the eyes and stuff Mm -hmm. and when those things were mentioned in the book that's what I kept thinking of is that when you are in that world and that's all you've been told there's literally like this layer over your eyes of like you can't see Like, there's a justification behind it, and it makes sense in your mind. Mm -hmm. And once you're out of it, like, you're like, Oh, my, like, you're like, Oh, my gosh, how did I believe that but it truly is like, I mean, if we just go on like the scientific level, like, it's a wiring of the brain, it is a manipulation, Mm -hmm. it is creating Mm -hmm. something in a person, in order to have control over them. And maybe yeah. like, maybe that's not their thoughts, right? Like maybe someone's listening to this and like, oh my gosh, I taught my kids some these things. We don't think you were an evil person that was like, I'm going to make my kid like indoctrinate them into this yeah. thing that is evil. Like, because usually it's been passed down, you know, over and over again, but it is just, it's so interesting to just look at it that way and see mm-hmm. that like, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to explain it to someone who's in it yeah. and for them to see it. Yeah, unless they have an encounter, which is what Ginger talks about in there. Which yeah. I'm, am I, did you have something to comment on this? I found it interesting. We're just jumping all around in the book, but I found it interesting too. I said you have to have an experience or an encounter in order to actually look away from that. I uh-huh. love the fact that her going on trips with her sister and her future brother in law. And like they that's had, this, was gonna go they had this city, super conservative rule of like someone has to be with them at
1: all times when they're dating. When
0: they're dating, yeah, well, they courting, courting.
1: I'm sorry, courting. <laughs> <It's the> same <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but
0: like they had to have someone with them, so she went with her sister, and um, and that's how she started to change her mindset is hearing them have conversations. So she had an encounter she had like these experiences because her future brother-in-law
1: shifted. wasn't wasn't Doug like she, he wasn't raised in the same
0: yes so he it had very different views yeah. and so yes. she got to hear those conversations yeah and so she got to experience people who didn't have the same views and realize oh they're not hellions <laughs> like <laughs> they're not you know sex drug, rock and roll and five kids by five women like it's not that's not what's gonna happen right and <laughs> are not broke as a joke like they're like Living good lives and they're good people and they they just wear pants and they like have a slightly different beliefs, you know, these things. And so it was cool to see that like she had these encounters and she had these experiences. And that's something for us to keep in mind too. And I have to remind myself this too, where it's like some of the people that, you know, maybe were from the church I grew up in or the faith I grew up in that get angry about what I believe. I have to remind myself they have been so tight in their circle. They have not had the opportunity to go out on that courting trip and have an experience or have an encounter with god in a different way they've had been limited to one experience and been told everything else is bad and evil and so they push it away so much that they haven't had the opportunity to see like that there's people out there that are good and that are Mm -hmm. (laughs) christians and that love god and stuff that are are outside of
1: their circle
2: yeah one of the things she references in that part of the story is how she heard ben actually not just pull one verse out of context he would mm-hmm. quote pieces of scripture right like not just one verse but he would go in like the whole text the whole text right? and like for context and she said um basically she was like this is one of the things that gother did he would pull a verse that fit his narrative and she called it proof texting and making a point, taking scripture out of context to support his point. Um, and once I heard that, I was like, "Oof!" like, I feel like that's something that I've even been guilty of. Right. Even like trying to like, maybe not even like teaching others. Right. Cause I've like, I definitely don't have a platform, right. Like Gothard has where like mm-hmm. teaching to like, anyway, um, like it's more about like just justifying things with myself. Mm -hmm. And like, that's been a big change of like, Hey, not only do I need to look up the context of this verse, but what does it say before and after? Mm -hmm. Because there's always so much left on the table. And I think that's one of the reasons that Christians are so often just dismissed by people who are not Christians because they're like, and half the time they know the word better than we do. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of the reasons they call BS on all of it because they're like, but do you know what else that says? And Christians have no idea. We have these little chunks that we can mm-hmm. quote, these little verses, and even not even sometimes not even a whole verse, right? We pull like the little piece out. And and mm-hmm. so like, I think that's really interesting that that is what she talked about. And she was like, Ben was actually one of the first ones that I she'd ever heard do that, her mm-hmm. brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. But then also Jeremy even saying, hey, yeah, I don't think Gothard's like a Bible preacher. And she was like,
1: what? what? And she
2: was like, if it wasn't for those times, like going to her brother in law's church and all these things, experiencing these different things, she goes, I wouldn't have continued talking to Jeremy. Yeah. And I love that. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, those little bitty things, right? Yeah. That I always have called it like that security blanket, right? That's kind of what I called it in my own story is like, mm-hmm. it was those people that God put in my story mm-hmm. during these seasons as I was growing and changing and going, hey, like, this is one of those people that you can like really trust, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like just listen, because mm-hmm. I don't have to believe what they believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh, it's a different belief. Yeah. So it kind of stretches me maybe not even to the, in the one area that they talked about, but in any of these other areas, like, Hey, it is okay to stretch. Mm-hmm.
1: And some, that is so good. Something to add to that is when Gothard would take, because my dad would do this a lot too. When she talked about him like proof texting, you know, making a point and then, oh, going finding scripture, like a scripture to back up his point, like just one, you know, just a single even phrase or whatever. Like, well, I experienced that a lot growing up. And that's how you take scripture out of context, first of all. But then the thing that just that just made, I could not believe what I was hearing is when Gothard would then had people say a vow that they would apply what he just told them like little people literally had to make a vow that they have to do they will do exactly what he just told them to do because he just used a line of scripture or you know a verse of scripture to back up his point that he was making he was wanting them to believe they then had to make a vow that they would do exactly what he said and then he would use the scripture that says if you make a vow to the lord you'll be punished if you don't keep it they never made a vow to the lord they made a vow to a freaking man Mm -hmm. and then he takes it's like a scripture sandwich of manipulation like (laughs) like (laughs) can we make that into a t-shirt yeah scripture sandwich sandwich of manipulation manipulation. (laughs) it's like he uses a line to drive his point home so people are scared and like oh it's in scripture okay you're gonna make a vow that you're gonna do this oh okay and now if you don't do the vow this is the scripture that says you're gonna get you know killed or your house taken from you or or bad things are gonna happen to you if you don't keep this vow that you made to the lord you didn't make it to the lord you never made like you made it to a man like what kind of tomfoolery and like <laughs> i just i, I just, i'm like my vocabulary fails me right now to adequately express no, the indignation <laughs> that like comes up in me when I heard that I was like of all the things in the world mm-hmm. just it, the, the blatant manipulation just I just couldn't believe it mm-hmm. that goes right along with that proof texting like mm-hmm. what the heck yeah
0: it's <laughs> crazy Oh man. So do y'all have a lot more?
1: I'm I was trying to think, I was sure. trying
0: to, trying to think of a way to, to summarize kind of my thoughts. So can I ask y'all one question? Yeah. So
2: she said something about a young ginger would have never thought she'd say that Gothard was a dangerous teacher. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to ginger? Like, whether it's like now or when she was a teen, like, is there anything that you would say to her?
1: I'm proud of I her. I, th- I, like, I know I I was like threw you all like I'm like I'm, I'm I'm proud of
0: her. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her because like I know it's hard even just where I am. Like I've sat there with with my grandpa like who's very very elderly, right? And he's asking me questions about what I believe and I'm like Ugh. I wanted to say what makes him feel good, and he's genuinely and time, concerned. Yeah, and for he's you. genuinely concerned for me, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to answer this question. And I'm like, yeah, basically, right? Like, it could be hard because you like you don't want to hurt your family, right? You don't want them to upset. You want them to trust you, in what you're doing. Um, and so I think it's very, it's brave of her. I'm proud of her for doing it, especially since not only was it going to be in the spotlight in a book. But she's already in the spotlight. And so it was a massive step out. And surely she's probably getting flack from people that were in the faith she was in. She's getting flack probably that she hasn't gone far enough in her faith. And she's there's some of the things she still believes. I mean, there was even things I listened to, where I was like, Well, the things she still she believes now, I still don't like I believe there's a little bit more freedom she can be had there but she also the book says becoming becoming yeah. right like maybe she has more there's freedom. Still She's like, I'm still journey She's not there yeah. right but we're and all so, on the journey to but honest. yeah but I'm like we're all on the journey and so I'm sure like there's still flex she can get from any direction of things right um i I'll pop open my news feed and see things criticizing her right here and I'm like tabloids are lame like you know <laughs> and so I'm so proud of her for doing that um and so I'm just like, keep using your voice, right? Like we're here with three girls in Amarillo like that are or three women that are like doing a podcast, mm-hmm. hoping that we reach the people that have completely deconstructed all faith, right? Like that's our goal is to deconstruct, mm-hmm. get to those people who have like, and other people are going to listen to, of course, right. but we have had a lot of encounters with people that have been like, I don't want anything to do with God because I've been through things like this. And so we want like people to see like, there's a, I don't want to say in
1: between, but
0: there's, there's a another way to,
1: choice. Yeah. There's a way to disentangle and still keep the good while leaving the bad. Like yes. you don't have to throw mm-hmm. everything away. And sometimes it takes a minute to find that good. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to scrap it all and then come back and be like, okay, I'm wet, ready now to pull out the good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: That's good. So yeah, I'm just,
0: I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm super yeah. proud of her.
1: I, I would say that I'm, I'm so, um, impressed with her ability to keep to have the awareness that there's good and to like keep the good while letting go of all the rest like that whole disentangling thing she talks about like the amount of awareness you have to have and the amount of like you're not look you're genuinely seeking the truth you're not really looking to you know throw everything away it shows her heart like you Ginger has such a beautiful heart of like, she wants the truth. Mm-hmm. She wants to like, wants that. And and for her to know the difference, like, okay, I can disentangle all the bad and leave that and just take the good and go with that. Right. And the way that she even honors her parents and and her, like that takes so much um, growth and healing to realize that. And um, I just want to commend her for that. Like, that's such a big deal because you don't see a lot of people even deconstructing that way or you know disentangling or, or whatever um because we've used the word dis- mm-hmm. deconstruction but mm-hmm. <laughs> we what we mean by deconstruction is what she means by de- uh, disentangling. disentangling and so I just she's an incredibly strong person who's come through a lot mm. yeah
2: yeah and I think it's so hard to honor where you're from when it's on such a big public platform and yeah. especially when you have so draft i I say so drastically changed direction um that that's not easy to do Mm -hmm. and that's so honorable Mm -hmm. and to do it with honor like we all mentioned she honored her parents and one of the parts that really stood out was she even honored her sisters because they all wrote a book together and she was like i would change what ginger said in that book Mm -hmm. like she never tore down what anybody else said. Like, and I think that's so honoring of like, Mm -hmm. hey, I understand we're not all on the same journey. Mm -hmm. And like, I think she did all of this with such honor and grace that like, I just kind of commend her for that because Mm -hmm. that's not, it's not always easy, right? And especially like when it comes to faith because Mm -hmm. we can get so up in arms so easy because it's like, we call our faith our foundation, but really like, do we actually stand on it? You know what I mean, and so like whenever like, whenever the umbrella starts to get holes and you start to get wet, you're like, what the heck? Like, what am I supposed to do? And and so and to do it, so publicly, yeah. Like, it's it's not easy, and so, like, I just think it's so commendable, and I'm I like yeah, I'm proud of her, and I honor her for like, powering through because writing books not easy. Yeah. Like being a mom's not easy, yeah. disentangling your faith's not easy. Like doing it with so, everyone is not living, easy. Yeah, it, living sure. so yeah. far from your family and doing it. Yeah. yeah, like there's so much, so many changes that she's gone through. Um that it's just really fascinating to mm-hmm. see where she's where she is now. Yeah. And I'm so like honestly, I'm so excited. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know there's another book or something coming. I was yeah. like, I can't wait for what's next. So I'm really excited <laughs> yeah. to see what else she does and what she comes out with yeah
0: yeah,
1: i'm excited yeah. to be excited well, if you guys haven't gotten her book go get it you yes. can get it on amazon you can get it on um audible if you listen to it um i'm sure you can get it on any platform like yeah. bookstores yeah have it um get yourself a copy of it because it's it's just it's amazing to hear somebody's journey and it just it's really good reminder of like The crazy things that can happen when we start when people start making themselves more important than anything else in somebody Mm -hmm. else's life, you know? So yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. If you have read the book already, or if you then go and get the book after this and then (laughs) read it, um, leave us feedback and just kind of your take on it. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it too, and make this not just a conversation with the three of us, but the conversation with anyone who is listening. Um, and make sure you like, subscribe, all the places we're on YouTube's as two baptists and the amish chick and um everywhere else as the butter churn girls Hi guys see ya see ya okay i was like i've noticed
2: we're not we're not like pausing quite long enough at the end yeah oh, okay um because like to like catch it i'm